Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. making yourself at home the moment you walk in the door. If you're new here, first time with us online, you can do this. Click on the new here link right there on all platforms that you're watching on and uh, let us know it. And as I look around, I'm seeing a lot of very cool looking weird family shirts, man. You guys look good in your faith or new attire. Amen. If you have not picked up yours yet, you can pick those up if you have, if you register for those in the hospitality area as well. Amen. We'll do this. Who, who's ready to get into the word? Hey, man, I like that. Praise God. That's cool. If you brought your Bible, hold it up real quick. It may be just glowing, maybe one of those glow Bibles and uh, technology style, maybe just the anointing glowing off of you, maybe just letting that thing radiate, whatever it is. Hey, man, we'll do this. Grab your Bible and go with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 4. Hey, man, Ephesians chapter 4. And if you use the YouVersion Bible app there on the mobile device, you can do this. You can click more than events and then just follow right along with this message, just save it, share it, all those good things. But Ephesians chapter 4, when you've got it, say amen. amen. Tell your neighbor, say, we're going to start at verse 25. We're going to start at verse all right? Yeah, verse 25 is where we'll pick up at. Let's read it. It says this. It says, therefore, putting away lying. That's heavy right there. Putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. We've been through this series hearing that, that again, in so many places throughout Scripture that we're family. We're, it's a body, one another, each other. We need one another. It's so huge. And he says this in verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Anybody thankful for grace this morning? Amen. Verse 30, I don't know if you realize this is where it says this verse uh, in Scripture. We, it gets said often, but this is where we will find this. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were, whom you were sealed for the day of redemption and let all bitterness, wrath, Anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. What? Amen. Be kind to one another. Could we not change the world with that right there? Be kind to one another. This is the message. Share this message, man. We need to get this message around the world, man. Don't you just wish people be kind to one another? Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And this is how we can do this. This is what helps remind us. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Thankful forgiveness this morning. Thankful for grace. Let's pray and talk to him one more time. Father, thank you for your spirit who's here, God. 
Thank you for each person who is a part of this service today, part of this family, God, that you're bringing in and continue to build and grow, God, and we thank you for them. We speak your blessings over them in the name of Jesus. Would you say it with me? Amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor around you, smile at them when you say it. Say, we are family, all right? Tell them that. Say, we are family. Now, the person you ignored and didn't look at and tell them, now look at that one and say it this way. Say, whether you like it or not. Amen? Tell them that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. That's just so encouraging to sit back and to stand in this position and see that happening. Man, I love this family. I love what God's doing here. And we are speaking to the family. And uh, we have been to kind of just kind of really zeroing in on certain areas and looking at certain focal points as we've been in this series. We've, we've talked about things that we should turn to. That we're, these are areas and people and the ones in the Holy Spirit that we turn to, our greatest ally. We've been learning things like what we should turn from. Whew, come on, turn away from some things in our life. We've also been doing this throughout, have been equipping, have been just putting tools in your hand, weapons that you need to fight for your family as we want to have Christ-centered homes. Amen? And so we've been speaking to the individuals, the singles. We've been speaking to young, younger, all in between. We've been looking at this. And last week I gave you uh, a kind of an opening message on marriage and we looked at three things that marriage is. And we know that we learned last week if you were here that marriage is a covenant. Amen? Not a contract. It is a covenant. And it is a commitment that we, we walk out and we live showing that other person that we're in covenant with that we're committed to them. And and the chase and pursuit never ends because third one was marriage is a chase. Amen. And we continue to pursue our spouse, not another one. Amen. And so uh, I love that. And it's so important. And we've learned that, again, that's what it is. But what does today, what does family look like? And even, again, if you're in this situation where if you are married or if you are single or if you're young or younger, wherever it may be, this message today is going to speak, I believe, to you. Because it's on a subject today that I believe is so critical and so valuably important when it comes to the family. And the day to tell this message is just simply this. Communication is critical. That communication is so valuable. And I've watched this. Communication is something that you must have in a marriage, in a family in a business relationship, at work, at church. I've, I've watched it where something happens and if communication is something that gets broken down and it is tough when that happens because people assume stuff and think things or whatever. So you have to do this. You have to live a lifestyle of communication and learn how to do it because communication is how we know each other and how we continue to grow with one another. All right, so it's so important that communication, again, is how we get to know each other and how we grow with one another. And so, again, we communicate together. And the moment communication is cut off is the very moment that relationship begins to die. So, again, you can see that. You can apply it to your life in a church, in a relationship, in a work environment, whatever. So we keep that communication open. And we know this, communication is when an exchange happens. Think on this for a moment. Communication is when there is an exchange. There must be what is being sent must be received. 
All right, so again, if that exchange doesn't happen, communication never took place. And so we think a lot of times, and we don't realize, again, that people will communicate in different ways. It's amazing that uh, there are some folks out there, and they, they'll do this, they'll make a long story short. Come on, hey man, aren't you thankful? You know, that sometimes somebody can has that gifting and able to do so. And then there are times we make short stories, Long, come on, somebody. I mean, you're like, I don't want to be that pastor, man. Don't make it too long. No, we want we 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 make sometimes short things long. It's because people communicate different. Like a guy can do this. A guy can have a full conversation with another guy by saying, "Sup." <laughs> full conversation. Sup, babe. Boom, fist bump. There you go. We just had a conversation, and it was a good one. Amen. I left okay. I was content with that. I feel like, man, exchange took place. We had a moment together, man. You know, and it's, and it's wild because a lot of times, again, ladies don't understand that. We leave the conversation, and then we begin to ask. They ask the guy, again, how was the conversation? It was incredible. <laughs> what did y'all talk about? All kind of stuff. What would you say? Sup? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And then the lady's like, oh, what were they wearing? I don't know. They had clothes on. Hey, man, it was awesome. That's good. And so we don't, we, it just, again, it's different. But ladies, again, you, uh, most of the time, you want to talk more, you know, about our feelings and those things. Again, it's all good. So we do this in communication. We've got to learn how to, the person that we're having the exchange with, know how they're communicating and help kind of gravitate more towards that sometimes. So that means you got to change some stuff, fellas, if sup is all you give in, in, in the marriage, you know, or the relationship, whatever. So you learn how to talk, communicate with one another. So we do this. I want to give you this morning a few ways to help you, I believe, be a better communicator. All right? So this is huge. This is going to help. You'll see your workplace change, your family, your relationship, marriage, if you're in one. It will change today by these three things. Number one is this, is we need to learn to listen. Oh, man, I got some amens in the room. I saw hands was going up. Amen. We need to learn to listen. Now, I'll just say this. Some of us, some of us, that doesn't always just come like naturally for me. I mean, I grew up, if you grew up with multiple siblings in your home, if you grew up with a house full of people, you had to do this. You had to like kind of like interject to get your point across. All right, you know, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm getting four boys in our house, brothers, I mean, just brothers all over. It was just one of those deals to where you had to kind of like be forceful sometime to get your point in. So learning was not something like we were taught in our home, all right? I mean, learning to listen was not like something we just did naturally. I just sit down with my three brothers and be like, I just want to hear your voice, man. (laughs) Cassie, tell me what's on your heart, man. You know, man, I just want to listen to you. I mean, you know, I mean, we were hitting each other. We were, I mean, it, was, it just doesn't come natural sometimes. But when it comes to the relationship, when it comes to the family, when it comes to being a better communicator, you have to learn this principle. You have to learn how to listen because this is the truth. People want to be heard. It's why in a lot of ways, some of what we see happening, people are getting louder because they don't believe their voice was heard when it was softer. And so in so many ways, all of us, I believe there's something built down and God puts that inside of us, whether you're the long story short person, whether you're the short story long person, whatever it is, but when you do share something, you want someone to hear it. 
Amen. You want someone to listen to you. And if you are, if this is your situation in marriage, when it comes to the marriage relationship, if you said, I do, you said, I do, I am the one, and I'm going to listen to you. So you signed up for that. You signed up to be the one so they don't have to look for that anywhere else. And that saves a lot of relationships. That saves a lot of homes and families where we do this. When we take time, we're going to listen. You don't have to go find someone. Well, they wouldn't listen to me. So I found someone that did. Oh, man, no, we're listening. We learn how to do this. And so, again, we're making sure that we're guarding this. And it's just a lot of times we don't realize this when it comes to communication, how valuable listening is. A lot of times we will say something like, if someone is a great speaker, they, they kind of like present their point well. We'll use the term, saying they're, they're a great communicator. And, they, and that is, they may be able to present well. But if there's no one on the other end receiving that, communication never happened. It never, there was never an exchange. There was never a moment where communication took place. So the Bible says a lot about this. James 1.19, he says, be swift to listen, slow to speak. Oh, man, be swift to listen and slow to speak. Listen to the Message Bible. The Message is just kind of like a paraphrased modern English version of Scripture. And it says this in, in the same passage. Post this at all the intersections. Come on. Post this at all the intersections. Dear friends, lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. I mean, learn how to do this. Ecclesiastes 3. I mean, it is that passage where it says there's a time for this. There's a time for that. You will see this big laundry list of things, again, that shows us there's a time for all these things. Time for war. Time for peace. Time for death. Time for life. One of the things in like in Ecclesiastes 3, 7 that the Bible teaches us, sometimes there's a time to be silent. Man, that is so huge. Just a time to be silent where I'm going to listen to you. And what happens, a lot of the common mistakes that happen when we just think, again, when we don't listen and we interrupt or we step in and whatever kind of break that communication down is because of things like we assume automatically we know where they're going. We, well, I've heard this conversation before. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt this right now, so I'm going to stop this, and so we break in. There are things that we think, again, we, we assume that we know where they're heading with this. I've saved myself. I'm learning this thing. I, I've saved myself grief where, again, I just sit back and continue to listen, and if you listen long enough, sometimes it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. It may end up, again, in a, in a great place, so we learn to listen. And he goes on, Solomon, full of wisdom, the Bible says. Man, wisest man wrote so much on this. Proverbs 10, 19 says this. He says, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. All right, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Whew, come on. The message says there, it says, the more talk the less truth. The wise measure their words. Oh man, this is so good. He goes on, Prop 21, 23. Message Bible says, watch your words and hold your tongue and you'll save yourself a lot of grief. Man, if we learn this, I mean, there's just so many times. I love this. Watch your words, hold your tongue, you'll save yourself a lot of grief. I mean, just if, what, if this just got applied to like social media,
could. Some of y'all pulling your phone out, sharing this, this message today. I mean, no, it's, I mean, we could save ourselves so much grief a lot of ways. A lot of times not even getting there and going on it. But if you do, don't get caught up in situations that people are trying to pull you into. I mean, there's their people, that's their goal, to cause division and cause destruction, to make your life miserable. Again, not to bring joy to us, so don't get caught up on all this stuff. Don't let those things pull you into a place where you get frustrated. If you, I've read stuff, man, that I mean, I totally disagree with. You know what I do? Scroll on, baby. Scroll on, man. I mean, just, I'm not going to get caught up. It's not, it's, I'm not going to waste my time or yours. I mean, and again, and if somebody comments on mine and want to have a conversation, well, a conversation, I use that term widely, loosely, they, if they want to talk to me, I don't get into it on there. You know what I'll say? Hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Hang out. My treat. Let's go talk. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to let them pull me in that. So just guard. Don't get caught up in my personal favorite, Proverbs 18, 13. Man, this is so good. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. <laughs> Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, what if we learned this? If just, I mean, answering before listening. So just listen is so important. He teaches that this is huge. You be a better communicator by well you listen. So listen to others. Let them hear, hear. Let, them, let their voice be known. Let, let them know that you're listening to them. So again, learn to listen. Number two is this. Choose your words Carefully, wisely. Be very careful in how you choose that. When it is time to speak, when it is and when there comes to time, you've been listening. You didn't interrupt. You didn't jump in and stop and assume. You actually listened to what was being said to you. And then when you take the opportunity now to come back and speak to them, you're guarding what comes out of your mouth. This is so valuable because, again, we see this, and you've heard it. He gives us two ears, one mouth, should be listening twice as much as we should be speaking. Hey, Amen. Some of y'all are going to leave with bruised ribs because somebody's been poked you so many times today. And I'm gonna, we'll pray healing over y'all at the end of service. Amen. <laughs> healing for broken ribs in the name of Jesus. Amen. But it's just, I mean, he, he wants us to, when we do share, when we do speak, and I'm telling you, you can change the environment. You create an atmosphere by what comes out of your mouth. Our, our text today in Ephesians 4 there, verse 29, I want, I want to say it again because he said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. So people say, oh, that's just cuss words or whatever. Again, again, we shouldn't, again, as Christians, we guard that what we say, but there's so much more. He says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Edification, you know, this means a big word, a long word, but it just simply means that you're building them up instead of tearing them down. Man, so what I'm going to say to you, my ultimate goal, my motive, my intent, if something comes from my mouth from this stage in a conversation, please know that the intent behind it should never be for us to tear down. So we guard that. Our intent is to build up. But that means sometimes we may say things that person may not want to hear. It doesn't mean you just tickle their ears and what we've seen happen in churches sometimes and just tell them what they want to hear. No, that's not what that's saying. We speak truth to them, but the motive and heart go behind it is to build them up, to strengthen them, not tear them down. And if you want to destroy the communication in your home, tear them down with the words you say. 
Just let those things that may come in. So we had to do this. It, just because it came in your head doesn't mean it should come out your mouth. Amen. Just because it just came into my mind. Amen. And it doesn't mean it should automatically come out of your mouth. So guard that. Protect it. Proverbs, again, says it this way. 1821 says that death and life are in the power of our tongue. So today, if you've been speaking, man, there's, there's no hope for my family, man. Don't even say, don't, don't speak death over that, amen. There's no hope for my, don't say that. You start saying, man, my children are blessed, highly favored of the Lord. With long life, they're going to serve and satisfy and walk in his ways. Don't say like if there's an attack against your body that, man, I guess I'm going out this way. This is how it's going to end. By his stripes, I am healed. He got on a cross for me, gave his life for me. We speak life with what comes out of our mouth. So we guard that. So we don't speak those things to the people around us that's going to bring them down. I speak life. Man, we pray life over this house, man, and God's bringing life to it. We speak hope and healing. He's bringing healing to it. So we watch and we guard what comes out of our mouth. We watch the words. We choose them carefully. We use and choose those words wisely. And we also choose this. We're wise about how we say those words. Don't be like, told her I loved her. 20 years ago. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Amen. Don't be like, I told her. You know, she should know, man. I told her at the altar. You know, no, he knows. Now, listen, that would be bad if you talk like that. If you was a, my bad. But guard that. Amen. Guard the volume. I mean, it's like some people, man, if I get louder, they're going to hear me. It's not what happens. Listen, if, so if you brought up in that culture and it's just like, man, we just get loud over each other. See who can yell the loudest. Listen, communication is not happening in those situations. There's walls that are being built. People are putting earmuffs on. They're not listening to that stuff. They're not listening to you. So you choose it. You choose the volume. You choose the tone and even how you say it. We've got the most incredible granddaughter that's ever been placed on planet Earth. Um, and she's just beautiful. And I love her. And if y'all follow me on social media, you know how proud I am of that little thing. I love her. And, man, and it's just I talk to her, and I just hold her, and I just tell her all the time, I love you so much. And she's like, Papa. And I just, it's incredible. And I tell her I love her, and it's awesome. And she receives it because, again, how I say it, Adam, if y'all don't know, this guy up here leading worship, anointed of God, the hand of the Lord is upon his life in some crazy, amazing ways, man. But he struggles talking to Ellie. Um, <laughs> hey, y'all pray for him, man. <laughs> now, jokingly, he likes to have fun and see how she reacts. But he'll say the same three words that I say to her, and she responds completely different. The other day, true story, man. Where's my, he was looking at her, and he was like, I love you. That scared me, man. You know, and she was, I mean, she cried, and I was like, don't listen to him, you know. And I'm telling her that I love her, and he's laughing, and so can I live with that? And, but it's, it, it's wild. How we say stuff is huge. I mean, how you say something to someone, it depends on how they receive it in a lot of ways. And it's so valuable. And we guard this, especially, again, Max Cato, I love it how he put this when it comes to the marriage. He said, no relationship demands more careful word management than marriage. 
The more intimate the relationship, the more powerful the words. And so this applies, again, even for us, again, as family, as church people who are following Jesus. We get close to one another. We become and we build relationships. We're pushing things like faith groups. And we're like, man, get in a group. Get signed up. Be a part of this group. Be in community. Find relationship that you need. This is so valuable. And then those relationships are built and begin to be strengthened. You have to guard what you say. Because, again, they love you. It hurts the most from those who, who we love the most. And so a lot of times, man, there are people out there saying stuff, and I'm like, I don't care what they say. I'm not in a relationship with them. And so we guard this. We protect this, and we guard every area. So, again, we're watching what we say, how we say it. And so we do this. The people we're in relationship with, we want to do it like this. We want to give them permission to be honest with us. Oh, so valuable because he says here, don't lie about it. And a lot of times, a lot of situations, people aren't honest because they feel like they can't be. If I tell them how I really feel, how will they respond? Listen, when our motive, again, is to build up and not tear down, when our motive and our intent is to edify and strengthen and not destroy, man, I want you to be real with me. I want you to be honest, and I want you to tell me those things. Proverbs 15:1 says this, a soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Man, that's so good. Because, again, we, we're careful. We, we watch this and how you respond. And so we're wanting to have the conversation. Guard how, again, what, we're making sure we're listening to what's being said. And we also do is we're using the words carefully, wisely, when we make those decisions to speak for things. And so we want to do this. If we want to have a conversation with someone, you live with them, you, you do life with them or whatever. If they want to have a conversation with them, set things aside. Take electronics and put them beside you and don't pick them up. And one of the most frustrating things is to have a conversation with the top of somebody's head. Come on, hey man, is it not? And so again, there are times, and we all get caught up in it. I was sitting around, I was sitting in our house one day, and I was sitting there, and I had my laptop, I was doing something. I had my, my phone in this hand, and I had my iPad in this hand. And I'm like, man, I looked around, everybody in the room had something in their hands, you know. And I can you know, just, if there's a conversation that needs to be had, turn, turn the TV off. Set those things aside. Let them know you're the most important person in this room right now. And I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to hear, you, hear what you have to say. And then I'm going to choose my words when I speak very carefully and speak wisely to you. Number three, the final one is this. We must resolve conflicts quickly. All right, we have to learn to do this. We have to come to where, again, we're honest with one another, real with each other. And I don't care how much you listen. I don't care how well you choose your words. Conflicts will happen. We're people, and it's life, and we just, again, we're living it out. So, again, we have to do it this way. We have to choose to resolve those conflicts very quickly. So we guard that. Ecclesiastes, I mean, Ephesians 4, again, such a valuable passage, 26 and 27. He says, be angry and do not sin, and don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And what he's saying, and we don't see this in Scripture often. We don't see God put time limits on things. I mean, it's just like we do. There's very few things. He's timeless. He's above that. He's, again, above all those things. But he places time frames on some things here to where he says it this way. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. If there's a struggle going on with someone, you're in conflict with them, make it right. Don't just do this. Well, they'll get over it. Man, it's dangerous. 
well, I know this is, but well, he'll, he'll sleep on it and tomorrow he'll feel better. Listen, if that hasn't been healed, if that, that, that wound has not been addressed, again, those stains can just continue to build. We have to guard that. And he says it like this. We give opportunity to the enemy to come into our life. We give place to the devil when we don't make those things right. So it means we have to do this. We go to the person we're in conflict with, not others. Not Facebook. Well, I'm going to put this up here as my status, and I hope they read it. <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, just if there's a situation going on, there's something happening in your life, you go to the person. You, you speak to them. You go to, and, and you're just honest with them. You've given each other permission, those you're in relationship with and a community with, and they can be real with you. And then we have to choose to do things like this, walk and live a life of forgiveness. We have to learn to walk in this because our passage says this in Ephesians 4.32 in our text. He said it this way. Last verse, he said, and be kind to one another. Man, this is so good. Be kind to one another. Man, we could change the world with this message today. I believe it. Man, just people being nice. Man, and I'm talking about the people that you're in relationship with that you have committed to, again, walking this out with you, you, you see, again, how valuable this is that we do this. And, I, and this is it's sad. I've seen people in relationships, in marriage relationships, they're nicer to the delivery guy than they are their husband. Come on, Come on that doesn't work. Amen. They're sweeter to the secretary than they are their wife. Come on, we, don't, we have to guard this. We protect this. He said it this way, be kind to one another. So we show love. And he says it like this. He says, tender-hearted. That's not weakness. That's not, again, man, that's not that you're like, I'm listening, I'm a weak person. No, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to be tender-hearted towards this situation. And he says it this way, forgiving one another. Oh, man, forgiving one another. There are folks right now that maybe there's unforgiveness in your life. And it's keeping you from victory in your life. It's keeping you in bondage. I have been able to, again, and be in this thing, man, I've been blessed to do this for a while now. I have physically watched with my own eyes. Physical healings happen. I've watched it. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. You know how sometimes those things came to pass? This is a true, honest truth to you. It's not that, again, that we, and we do it. And in a moment, if you, have, if you need physical healing in your body, we pray for the sick here. We pray for those in need. We watch God heal, sing it over and over. But, you know, there are times when I've seen people healed by making the choice to forgive. Yeah. I've sat down in conversations, and, man, we have someone, man, near and dear to us, and it was, their story is so it's incredible what God has done. I've watched transformation happen before my eyes in their life. And in a conversation one day, years ago, there was so much struggle. And in that conversation, found out in a conversation, something had happened to them 32 years earlier. What, was, what happened to them, they didn't deserve. It was wrong. It was messed up. Let's just be real. But what they did was this. They chose to harbor that and it was affecting every area of their life physically emotionally relationships 
I said, man, you got to do this. And we went to scripture. And I said, it's not a feeling. It's a decision that you make. It's a choice in the matter that you decide to do this. I choose to forgive you. That person has forgiven that other person, made a decision. We, we were sitting in council with them in another minister, and we said it this way. Write it in your Bible, in the back of your Bible, that on this day you chose to forgive. It was so good. I've watched their life be transformed before my eyes in every area, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every area. I made a choice to forgive. I've watched relationships be mended. I'm talking about some that were so broken, so wounded. God healed it. And it started because we were forgiven. And the picture of this is so beautiful. The Bible is so clear. Because that scripture says it this way. It ends with saying that we forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven us. And when it's hard to forgive, you know what I do? I'm like, wait a minute. God in Christ forgave me of that. I've got to let that go. said it earlier, bro. I think we forget again where we're safe from sometime. Again, sometimes again, if this becomes hard for you, remember again what he's forgiven you of today. I want you to do something if you would with me, please. Just stand where you're at. Man, how many of those just there right now? Spirit of God is moving in this room. Yeah, he's moving right now and for those who are watching because we, as we gather in his name and as his word goes forth, he speaks to our hearts. The spirit of God is here read this last verse in verse 30 again where he says to do this he says and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God Again, that gets placed and it gets used in so many ways and again I believe there's more ways to use that passage in just this one way but this is where it was written this is where he put it and I believe he put it there for a particular reason because he says to do it this way listen that when we're choosing unforgiveness when we're not walking in this, showing the love, choosing our words wisely, listening to others, speaking truth and love, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And it's just true today, man. As the Spirit of God has been with us in this room right now, He's speaking to hearts and lives. And let's don't do this this morning. Let's don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's don't push Him away and reject Him right now. So I'm going to ask you if you would to just bow your heads and close your eyes with me, please. And first of all, always give opportunity, man. I always want to just let you know that if, first of all, you haven't been forgiven by God, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, that this morning is a day of salvation for you. This is like I'm talking about before we talk about what happens on this earth and our relationships with people. The relationship with the Father has to be right. So we're talking about eternity for a moment here. So again, this is how, how important this is. Listen, have you accepted the message of Jesus? This is what forgiveness is. It's a message of grace that regardless of what we've done, Regardless of what has been done to us, we put our faith and hope and trust in what he did for us on the cross. And we receive his grace and love. So as heads are bowed, eyes are closed this morning, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, man, we would just love to just introduce you to Jesus, one who changed my life, one who's changed the hearts and lives of so many in this room. If you're watching online, do this right now. Don't, don't put this off. Click on the next steps link right now and just let us know that's out there. The spirit of God is speaking to your heart. Don't grieve him. If you're, watching, if you're in this room right now and you're able to respond right now, and just if you would do this, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, just say, man, the Spirit of God is drawing me to Him. I want to have a relationship with the Father. 
Today, it may be this for the first time. It may be a life of just, maybe right now, you're just recommitting and just, just surrendering everything over to the Lord, whatever that may be. But just this thing, I want you to respond to that, to grieve the Spirit of God when He's speaking to our hearts. Right now, heads about eyes are closed. That's you. You just say, I just want to say yes to Jesus. Just right where you're at, do this. Just pray this with me. Just say, I come to you, God, right now, realizing I need you. I ask you to forgive me. Fall sin. Save me today. I confess today in my mouth, and I believe today in my heart, Jesus is Lord. God, I want to put you first in my life and live for you. Until that day I come and spend eternity with you. Just accept you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. This morning, if that's you, listen, we want to help you take the next steps. It doesn't stop there with salvation. Man, it's a journey that begins of getting to know Jesus more, building the right, proper relationships. Just click on the Next Steps link if you're watching online. You can also do that right there from your mobile device and house. But we also want to do this. As our prayer team, we're just gathering at different stations throughout this room right now. They're just going to different areas. You're going to be people here in the front. There's going to be part of our prayer team at each uh, corner of the room in the back. So again, we just want you to know, no matter where you feel more comfortable going, listen, this morning, we want to just pray with you and pray for you. I just have been sensing this this morning. I didn't just speak specifically to this last week on the, in the, as far as when it came to marriage. But we just wanted to speak as just blessing right now today over marriages in this house. And I also want to speak a blessing today over those like today who are just saying, man, this, guy, this word has spoken to me, the area of forgiveness, whatever that may be. There's different ways God's going to move in this room as the worship team sings. So just right now, if you would do this right now, if, if your husband and your wife is here, your spouse is with you, I want you just to just do this if you would. I want you just to step out into an aisle. Just step out into an aisle or you can just grab their hand and just come. You can come down to this front. I want to, just want to do this if, if your spouse is here. We just want to speak blessings over the marriages of each person. And we also want to do it this morning. We want to speak blessings over every family represented. So again, you could be single, you could be young, younger, whatever that may be. Listen, we want to pray over you right now. Speak blessings over every family in this house. Because again, we need each other. We need one another. This is so important today. And I just want to sense this again and just speak this into someone's life right now. Just It's time for you to let it go. time. It's time for you to let that go. It's kept you in bondage for way too long. It's kept you in bondage for way too long. It's time. (laughs) Just forgive them. It's time to let it go. Oh man, just time to let it go. And so just as you are here, if you're out right now, listen, as with husband and wife, I just want you to just pray for one another right now. Just pray for those relationships, those homes. And I also want to pray it this way. Listen, for every person in the room, who just, you listen, just peace be honest. Don't grieve the Spirit of God in this moment. Don't grieve Him. Don't reject Him. Don't push Him away. Listen, we want to pray with you. If you need prayer for any reason at all, any reason at all, man, I'm just struggling with forgiving Him. This is a day I want to pray with you. If you need healing, just, this is a day. So if that's you, you need prayer for any reason, just step on out right now. Just step on out where you're at. Just step over with someone. You can step to the back. You can step to the side or whatever. Our worship team just going to release in this room, just ministry. And we're just going to lean back, put our faith and everything in, in Christ today. We're just going to let the Spirit of God do work in this room. We're going to let Him have His way. 
And so just today, as the worship team just ministers in song, and as a prayer team right now, as you're led by the Spirit, to just pray as God leads you, and as you pray for each other, listen today, just let the Spirit of God be released into your heart. Let's don't grieve Him today. Let's receive Him. Let's let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.